0: Big Queer Wrestling Podcast has brought you in partnership with Hope Spot Clothing Company. HopeSpot are a brand that look to celebrate more inclusive world in professional wrestling, with money from each purchase being donated to a variety of different causes. Listeners to the podcast now receive 10% off using the promo code BQWPOD over at hopespotcc.com. Hello and welcome to the Big Queer Wrestling Podcast. Today I'm going to introduce to you poker number two, Darian Bangston. 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 Uh, I told yeah. you. I told you I'd slip up on it, Before but then. we'll go with that. Um, I'm going to pass it over so you can introduce yourself with your proper last name, and then we'll go from there.
1: Okay. Um, yeah. So my name is Darian Bangston. Uh, my friends, some of them call me Lord Bangston. Uh, I'm also known as Pucka Number Two. Um, And I am a student of the London School of Lucha Libre and the Nightmare Factory.
0: Nice. Nice and easy introduction. Um, So we were just talking before I started recording about you were born in America, but you started training in the UK. How did you go from America to the UK? And how did you get started at Lucha Britannia? So uh,
1: basically... Um, I'm, I'm an actor by trade. Uh, I got my master's degree in acting from the Royal Central School of Speech and Drama. And, um, probably about 2016, I visited the UK for the first time and just absolutely fell in love with it. I was studying Shakespeare, um, was my emphasis and, uh, just knew I wanted to get back. And, um, when I finally got back to the UK, started doing shows, And got noticed, got picked up by a really, really big agency. Um, And basically, they were interested in having me as an actor, but also potentially as a sports model. And I like sports, but I've never been... Like, I would never consider myself a sports person. And well, they were saying, is there anything that, you know, you have an interest or you could get into? And uh, I was working on a show with a... uh, lights and sound operator named Rose Farbrother, who basically gave me the pathway. Um, and she was saying that there was this amazing school, uh, the London school Lucha Libre were very accepting of all kinds of people. And if I wanted to just, you know, try out a different medium of performance, I should give it a try. And at the same time, the agency said that they had a uh, wrestler on their books. Who also was practicing there, was training there, um, and that ended up being Anthony Gogo. And so my very first night of training, met uh, Anthony Gogo, met Aaliyah James, met all kinds of just really uh, awesome people in the industry.
0: Nice. Um. So when was that? When did you start? How many years have you been doing it?
1: Uh, so I started in September of two thousand nineteen so we're still under two years now I had my first my first appearance on a show was ring of honor honor united in October of 2019 I was in Shane Taylor's entourage uh, oh was,
0: uh, with August Jackson
1: yeah yeah yes um, I know it was a recent guest of, of your show and yeah. yeah he's such 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 a nice person
0: I have got all the time in the world for that man. Um, amazing to be around until it's like the end of a show where it's like 12, 1 a.m. and he's still there <laughs> smiling at you and you're thinking, I, I want to headbutt you. But yeah, <laughs> phenomenal human being. Absolutely such, phenomenal.
1: Such, such a nice guy. Um, made me feel really comfortable because, you know, for me, my first ever wrestling appearance to be on Ring of Honor and I'm sharing the locker rooms with. You know, Jay Lethal and the Briscoes and you know, people that I've, I've watched and, and grew up on my whole life it was really uh, surreal and, and intimidating, but he was such a nice guy. Uh, Darius Lockhart was with us as well, such a nice guy. Shane Taylor, really, really nice guy. So that was my first appearance on a show. My first match was against Bruno Brown for the London Lucha League in November of 2019.
0: Nice. That's. So, like, it's a pretty dramatic start to a a wrestling career, the fact that you started off, uh, your first appearance was Ring of Honor, which is a pretty insane thing, and then, what was it, two weeks ago, you debuted for AEW on Dark? Yeah, yeah,
1: I, I just, uh, it's been, it's been a crazy, I don't know how many months, but just shy of two years, um, Yeah, starting Ring of Honor was crazy. It's funny because a lot of those guys uh, have now, well, namely Cole Cabana was at that Ring of Honor show. And Cole Cabana was tag team partners with my trainer, Greg Burridge. They were a team shag in 1PW. And now going to AEW and, and Cole Cabana, not only being a wrestler but being an agent and a coach as well, it was it was just crazy, like the the how things were so I don't know, things just seemed like the fit to work. And yeah. Uh, yeah, it's been it's been such a wonderful experience so far.
0: Yeah, it's a pretty insane one, like yeah, there's no other way of saying it, it's pretty mental. So you you came to the UK, started training, you're back in America at the minute. Did you wanna explain why you ended up going back?
1: Yeah, so um, I originally was on a student visa that had an extension on it to find work, and basically Brexit passed while I was there, and, and the immigration laws changed for everyone, not just Europeans, and one of the groups of people that were affected the most were artists. We used to be able to just have, like, some sort of corporate sponsor or, you know, show that we were able to have work and and be able to stay on these artist visas, but that all changed. And one of the things that they wanted on the artist visa was for you to be contractually obligated to a show. So either actively working on a TV show or being a show on the West End, something of that nature. And I tried everything in my power to stay. Uh, Dan Reed at... Eve Pro Wrestling uh, was so wonderful and really, really trying to help me maybe go uh, a wrestling route for my visa, and, and put me in touch with so many good people that, that really tried to help me out. But this was happening, and then COVID hit, and I think I may have been on the last
0: show in London before like lo- like lockdowns went into yeah. effect.
1: I wrestled Callum Newman at the Resistance Gallery.
0: Oh, he's insane.
1: Yeah, that's my boy. That's my boy. I love Callum. Uh, and, yeah, we, we had that match. And then it was, like, lockdowns. And the visa offices were like, you just need to go home. Like, you can stay and fight the case. But this stuff is so – we have no idea. We've never seen anything like this. It's not going to be to your benefit. So I uh, picked up, moved back into my parents' basement, uh, <laughs> which was, you know – uh, but then I got the call from uh, Anthony or Gogo, to uh, basically come and live with him in Atlanta and train with him at the Nightmare Factory so since then uh, I've been under the uh, training primarily for QT Marshall uh, as well as Glacier from WCW and uh, Dr. Luther from AEW uh and it's just been really great uh this is this is is the name dropping section i guess um then dallas page is also um somewhat of a mentor to me and takes care of me and and gives me a lot of his time which i really uh appreciated
0: yeah and you said it's the name dropping bit but like i think we would all jump at the opportunity to work with these people Like Mm -hmm. ddp like do you ever hear a bad word said about him no like personally, Cutie Marshall is one of my absolute favourites to watch. When he first appeared in Ring of Honor, I hated him with a passion. But since <laughs> since he's coming to AEW, I I love watching him. He does a bit of everything. It's it's insane what he can actually do. So to actually have training with him, I'm jealous. It's it's yeah, it's really cool. So um. I think it'd be silly if we just glazed over the fact that you're quite good friends with uh, a GoGo, who's obviously quite a big thing for AEW, uh, bronze medalist in the Olympics, big thing. Had like that friendship started at Lucha Britannia, um how did it get to the point where you're now living together? Was it literally you were both over there, and he was like, "Well, he's he's sound. Let's did he put." you over basically uh so
1: really basically what happened was uh my first night i show up we had a promo class that night and i went up there i felt so i felt so bad for this guy there was a guy who went like two like slots before me in the promos who was doing a an american gimmick i guess um and like his accent probably would have been passable if I wasn't going to go up and do a promo with like, my accent like two turns later. Um, and so everyone was like, whoa, like, dude, your, your American accent's really good. Like, your, your promo's really good. Like, how'd you do that? And I go, oh, I'm, I'm actually American. And everyone was like, oh, what? And he noticed me then. And uh, it just kind of happened where we kept running into each other. Um, I also, at the time, we looked exactly like. Uh, we had the same exact haircut. We're the same complexion. Like everyone just thought I was his little brother, and that I was always training with him. And people to this day still do. Uh, but we just got really, really close through training. Um, we bonded. Like that's who I spend my holidays with. Even when I was back in England, like I I didn't get to come home to to celebrate. So I would I would spend that time with him. Uh, and yeah, we, we're just really, really, really close. And now we're out here and. I'd, I'd be remiss i'd be doing him a disservice to uh not mention for one you're right marshall not marshall uh i cannot put over enough qt marshall marshall is the most underrated wrestler in the world he can do literally anything that man is massive yeah, like i don't know if it translates on camera he is massive he is huge he's so strong and he can do anything that man can do phoenix splashes that man he's unbelievable and I'm, I'm very very fortunate to train with him because I, I definitely feel like my training I think Greg Burge London School Lucha Libre Okay, just, just Greg, Greg Greg has the best character training I think in the world and I think that QT has the best in ring training in the world, and I, I have been so fortunate to be able to experience both.
0: Yeah, with Lucha Britannia, they put a lot of a lot of people under masks, don't they, and give them their own characters, sort of, so that they can. Because I've I've only seen bits and bobs, but I know they've put people under masks before and gave them like sort of more boisterous characters. So I can imagine that's very useful, even if you don't stick with the character you're originally given, that it'll come in use down the line anyway. So the fact Definitely. that you've managed to have both, where Absolutely. you've had this in quite intense character work and then quite intense swing training, is insane. And yeah. two years in, I think, is amazing. Um. So, just said, you've been going about two years. Mm-hmm. Lockdown's probably been a crappy part of that as well but matches wise have you got anything that sticks out for yourself so far that you
1: yeah yeah definitely um some of these have not been released to the public yet but uh i had uh back to back i had a match with dean alexander who is also a regular fixture on aw dark um star student of the first, uh, nightmare factory camp, uh, which I, I thought was really good after him. I had a match with, uh, Marty Cassaus, who was Marty the moth, uh, in yeah. Underdip, um, which was, was cracking. Uh, I just, this past weekend, uh, opened black wrestlers matter, uh, against doc Simmons, which was just an absolute blast. Um, Obviously, my match with Powerhouse Hobbs, um, even though I got dunked on, was such a such a highlight, such an amazing moment.
0: And yeah, even though, I'm, just, I'm just gonna but, add to that. I watched that match, and when you he like throws you and you like hit the the bit behind the buckle, and like yeah, wrap yeah. yourself around it, and then he comes out and just yeah. Fair play. <laughs> yeah, that was um, that hurts my. I bruised my ear. I didn't know that ears could bruise. I didn't
1: know uh, that either. Yeah, I ate that post hard, <laughs> and uh, it's. I'll definitely never forget it. He he beat me up. Um, but you know, just just being there and in that environment was was so cool. And honestly, the only thing I can compare it to, I, I had two matches for the London Lucha League. Uh, one against uh, it was a six man, it was me and, and my tag team in the UK, uh, The New Blood which is uh, Keenan and uh, Mark Rowe against the Brothers of Seduction, um, that was an amazing, amazing moment and uh, I had singles against uh, Sky Simmons uh, which was just unbelievable, Like I've, I've had a lot of like highlights even though it's, it's been a very short time and the pandemic obviously has reduced a lot of that
0: Yeah, but, like, if you can make the most of it, then whether it's two years or 20, like, go for it. Um, So you're relatively new to wrestling as 2019. Did you watch it growing up? Have you always been, like, a fan? Or was it something you got into a bit later?
1: So uh, I was born in Waterloo, Iowa, which is the uh, birthplace of the NWA. Uh, It's also where the Wrestling Hall of Fame is located and so i grew up in a very wrestling city <laughs> uh waterloo loves wrestling and all of my friends loved wrestling but my parents uh you know me coming up during the attitude era were very skeptical um of the content yeah. <laughs> of the the you know and so they didn't they didn't want me to watch it so it wasn't until i was probably like getting around like 11, 12, uh, I found my loophole, which was WWE ECW would play on the sci-fi channel. So I would, you know, be watching whatever was on the sci-fi channel and then I would catch it and, uh, totally, totally like fell in love with it just immediately. Uh, which is so funny cause so many people hate WWE ECW, but that's, that's where I got my start. And then from there it was TNA uh, for me, and, and those were kind of my love started, and then I branched, obviously, into WWE and New Japan and Ring of Honor
0: and all of that, um, yeah. but yeah. Nice. Um, the TNA thing, I think a lot of people really yeah. underrate that, like, 2005 to 2010 hit a lot of people, I want to say around our ages, but I think I'm a little bit older than you, but sort of people that were, like, young teens to slightly older teens... During that period, if you speak to them now that they're wrestling, they'll go X Division, TNA, two thousand five, two thousand ten. And because people want to sort of lay into impact a bit and go, Oh, it's it used to be a number two, whatever, they forget the influence it had on all these people. Like, when do you see a show that doesn't have a Canadian destroyer now? Just as a right. just as an example, that was X Division two thousand and five. Like it influenced so many people. It influenced the lot that trained me. It's a big thing. Hundred percent. One hundred
1: percent. It's yes. like if you look at anyone everyone's just trying to do X Division matches. Like that's all anyone is trying to do. if you if you the American Indies, right, right now. Every single locker room I'm in, you ask people like, oh, who who who's your guys? Who who influenced you? And it's AJ Styles, Samoa Joe. Yeah. Motor City Machine Guns. Yep. Amazing red. Like that's that's everyone. It's it's absolutely everyone. And so
0: I think uh, it very much opened the door for the there's always been cruise wrestling because WCW and stuff did it, but it opened the door to so they could do a little bit more. So smaller people not necessarily small people, but smaller people, people under six foot, people under two hundred and twenty pounds, it kind of gave them the the thought of I can at least try, whereas before it was very much oh they're all giants we we can't ever do this. I just think it made a, a hell of a difference. Yeah, I
1: don't I don't know if wrestling could have continued with that trend because if you you look at it today, we're just not made the same. Like yeah. like I said, I, I spent a lot of time with Dallas.
0: Dallas is six foot five, and he's the small guy in his group. Yeah. Like. Six foot five, and you're the short one. That's that's un that's unbelievable. Like, you know, you forget how big Kevin
1: Nash and Scott Hall and Jake Roberts are. Like, they are massive human beings, and which is now, insane
0: and amazing. And they they'll always stand out in time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But I think it's good that it kind of opened the door to you can get you still get the massive people, and when you see the guy that's seven foot you go and you go, holy shit. But it's yeah. also cool to see someone that's five foot five do a triple corkscrew. Because yeah, the 100%. seven foot guy is not going to do that. It's yeah, it's just a 100%. nice... Yeah. So, yeah. We got into your influences and I've gone on about the X Division. Um, obviously, you've got a, um, a nice mix of influence. You're surrounded by good people. You've had quite a strong opportunity when you were sort of forced back to America. Um, was the plan to con- continue wrestling? Like, was there a, anything else you planned to do? Was there something you were planning to do till wrestling was allowed again? Or do you think you've been lucky to be able to continue? Um,
1: I definitely, the plan was definitely to continue wrestling. Uh, for me, I don't see a difference between wrestling or acting or music. And I do all of them. I, I think they're all just different mediums for the same art. You know, which is which is an inner expression of our experiences. And we could all have the same exact trainer and I'm gonna be a completely different wrestler than you. And you're gonna be a completely different wrestler than the next person because at the end of the day it's it's an, it's just an expression of who we are through a different medium uh which i love and so for me it was always going to to continue i was i'm also you know still acting and still doing music but for me like this is this is it's all the same thing to me i i so like on if you look at any of my social media accounts i put artist because for one i don't want to put actor wrestler whatever like gross i'm just gonna put artist because it's it's the easiest, most encapsulating part. And to me, that's like wrestling is performance art. And you have these people, you have the Brock Lesnar's of the world, the Ronda Rousey's, the Anthony Gogos right? Who legitimize wrestling from a combat sports perspective. But I want to be the person that legitimizes it as an art form. I want to be the person that they look to to, to bring credibility from an artistic point of view. That's, that's kind of my goal.
0: Nice. Um, so you've just said that you you do all the other stuff as well have you got plans with that going forward have you got things sort of in the works
1: yeah definitely so uh, with music I'm hoping to have a project out by December um, I did my toes in a little bit um, and actually like recorded and released something for the first time even though I've been writing for years and I actually did that through Kayfabe Music UK uh, yeah we yeah, we discussed yeah. doing an entrance track together and uh, it was kind of a, a thing of like, well, why don't you hop on the song? And, you know, again, it's it's all an expression of self and if you feel like you have the tools to do it, you should do so. And, and they were really, like, a really great service. I can't recommend them enough. Um, and I was really, really happy with the track we turned out. So, yeah. So still still doing music and I'm always acting. I'm always, I'm always doing something and hopefully when things calm down, go back to normal, uh, I'll be able to return to the UK at least on a, a semi-regular basis, because I'm still represented in England, uh, my agents are still there, and uh, that's kind
0: of where I want to be. Nice, so it sounds like you've got basically every path sort of cover- uh, covered, I if I can remember words, um, and it sounds like you've just, you're have just you ready to sort of get going, when we've all sort of been delayed, but you've still got things in the paperwork, it's... It's really nice to hear. Um so the next question I go to is one that no one no one ever answers properly because they're scared they're gonna get in trouble with other people. I ask people who their top three people to watch are. Mm-hmm. So people in wrestling that you think people should be keeping their eyes on. Doesn't have to be three people, it can be less, it can be slightly more, we just can't list thirty. Like, okay. uh, just some people that you think people should give a look on their Instagram, find a, ma- find a match on YouTube, just.
1: Okay, okay. So, here, here's my special caveat that I, I would like to add. Could I do three UK and three US?
0: Yes, I, I, will, I will. I will let that happen.
1: That's okay, okay. <laughs> I got these two different worlds going on. I would say the UK. Callum Newman. Which oh, yeah. people got their eyes on him already, but that's uh, A. That boy he's he's still on the come up. Uh, Keenan, a million percent, doing a lot of great work in, in, in Manchester and also in London right now. And Bruno Brown, the mayor of Funky Town, I think those those three. Are going to be popping off like crazy over the next year, two years. Uh, so, those are my, my three UK. My three US would be Stunt Marshall, uh, who wrestles a lot in, in Atlanta and in Florida. Uh, Campbell Myers, uh, who's a member of the premiere in the Midwest and in Texas. And I'm going to say. Uh, 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 uh you know Alexander you know Alexander's about to pop off too
0: he's he's about to go he's about to go crazy and I'm I'm really excited for him nice it's a a good list like it's to the point and it's a good list of people like hopefully at least one person listens to this and goes I'll give them a quick search I'll give them a quick Instagram and they learn that these people are amazing at what they do like I've seen stuff from Callum and it's insane um i've seen stuff yeah. from some of the others i haven't seen stuff from all of them but the point of this is now i'm gonna go look yeah so, and i is- gotta
1: say uh just to just to cover cover myself um the reason why there weren't any uh, women on my list is because all my women wrestling friends are already fans <laughs> everyone already knows they already know jade cargill <laughs> they already know in the UK. Uh, People know who Clementine is, shout out Clementine, they know Heidi Katrina, they know Aaliyah James, they know know all of of my female friends, it's just the guys that need help.
0: Fair enough. Just while she's been brought up, uh, Clementine recently debuted a new team, have you seen this?
1: Oh, I know all about BDSM.
0: Yeah, (laughs) right. I just want to take a minute to talk about it, the release promo that they did. Some of the artwork that I've seen pop up on Twitter. Mm -hmm. Just that, how they did it so sort of professionally and the production and everything was so clean. And it's a joke about BDSM. I love both of them. I just had to take a minute to just say that. So,
1: so God, I I cannot put over, them, particularly Clementine enough. Like such an amazing, amazing human being and an unbelievable performer. And
0: that's gonna be so much fun. Yeah. The more war. they pop up, it's just gonna be insane, and it's gonna be silly, but it's gonna be silly done really, really well. And I'm really looking forward to seeing it around the UK. A thousand percent. So. I say so a lot. You may have noticed. This is why I edit my podcast to remove repeat words. And I'm trying not to say it again now. <laughs> We're coming to the end. you've um, been a really easy interview. Thank you. Where can people find you after this interview?
1: So, uh, you can find me on Instagram at uh, Bangston. Uh, and you can find me on Twitter at Darian Bankston, D-A-R-I-A-N. Uh, I'm going to leave, leave it at that.
0: <laughs> awesome. So, yeah, uh, everyone knows where to find you now. Hopefully, they can look up a bit more of what you've done. Hopefully, you continue to just keep going up and up and up. Um, hopefully, you get to come back to the UK and do some more stuff with Lucha Britannia and other companies. Um. Yeah, thank you for being a part of the interview. Thank you so much. Um, Thank you for everyone that's listened. Have a lovely day.